Kind of take a thousand takes. Welcome to the world of Random Podcasts, where your hosts, Justin Vitale and Shane. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the very first episode of World of Random Podcast. So everything we do here is just going to be random. Like, basically, that's what the show is going to be about. We're going to, uh, well, we've got a list of like 500 different topics, and every episode we'll just randomly pick a topic and discuss it. So today's random topic is was Funko Pops. Funko Pops. <laughs> like, how more random can you get? <laughs> and then let me tell you, the, the 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 randomness of this of our topics is insane. It's anywhere from well Funko Pops to the World Wrestling Federation to the planet Mars. So hopefully stick around, enjoy the episode. So all right, here we go. All right, Shane, let's dive into Funko Pops. Do you have Funko Pops? Yes, I actually have quite a few. Awesome. Uh, me, I only have two Funko Pops, as you can see on my back wall. Uh, I have the only two Funko Pops anyone will ever need. Um, myself, I actually have a Funko Pop of myself, and then of uh, Anna Kendrick. <laughs> uh, I actually started collecting Funko Pops about two and a half, three years ago. And I used to work for GameStop. Um, while working there, you know, we get our, our daily shipments of, you know, games and other collectibles. And I'd always see these Funko Pops coming in. And I was like, you know, that seems like a neat thing, you know, something fun to collect. And I was like, yeah, but nothing really catches my eye. And then one day I'm opening them up and lo and behold, there's a Deadpool Funko Pop. And I was just like, okay, okay. So maybe, maybe just this one, you know, like it's, it's kind of cool. And uh, yeah. And then from there it exploded to taking over my entertainment mantle. K-way drug. (laughs) Um, and uh, what they say, misery loves company. Um, shortly after my wife is getting annoyed by the ever increasing number of pops, when I found out that fandoms that she was into, like uh, the big K-pop group right now, BTS, um, movies that she likes, like Minions, uh, Despicable Me, uh, TV shows that she loves, like New Girl. Um, I got her the entire cast of New Girl in Funko Pops. So there really is a pop for almost anybody. It doesn't matter who you are, what your fandom is, or how much you love it. It's it's not only is it a great gift, but it's also a great conversation starter. Um, prime example, my favorite Funko Pop, hands down, because this man meant so much to not only me, but nerds across the world, is my golden statue, Stan Lee. Oh, snap. Um, the company itself started back in 1995 and was originally making just bobbleheads. And after a couple of years, I think it was 2005, the original owner sold the company. 
and they started playing with different variations and different designs and if they had known then what they know now I guarantee you wouldn't have taken them what was that 10 years to just explode so yeah it's the uh with Funko Pops it's the whole branding thing you know I see that's that's a huge thing now where everything is getting branded and different properties like uh you know, Lego is a prime example. How back in '99, like Lego was like, all right, we have to do something drastic. Boom, let's get a licensing for Star Wars. So Funko Pop, same thing, man. They get licensing for everything. And now it is 2020, and there's literally a Funko Pop for everything. Like, if your fandom is the Golden Girls, <laughs> you can literally have a damn Funko Pop of the Golden Girls. It's crazy. Um, Yes, Funko Pop uh, was founded in 1998 by a guy named Mike Becker. Uh, yeah, it, well, let's see. His Wikipedia says, was originally conceived as a small project to create various low-tech nostalgia... Nostalgia... <laughs> oh, I can't talk today. I need, I need, some, need some sugar in me. Uh, he wanted a nostalgia-themed toys. Um, and the company's first manufactured bobbleheads, like you said... Uh, was one of the well-known restaurant advertising icons, the big boy big mascot. Boy. Uh, and then, yes, it was sold in 2005 to, let's see here, Brian, I can't pronounce his last name, Marathi. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce it either. That's why I didn't try. <laughs> I will try everything once. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of names on this podcast, to be fair, that we're just going to butcher uh -oh. and murder. God, yeah. And then, to be fair, there are those that we will get right. And do not come at me. I will fight you over my pronunciations. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yes, Funko Pop. Uh, you, you know, I I look at Funko Pops, and I have one question: Are they Beanie Babies? Yes. Are 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 100%, they? Hundred percent. They are this time period's Beanie Babies. Are Funko Pops going to go down the road of the Beanie Baby, though? God, I hope not. <laughs> Prime example. Um, I was actually looking into a couple of things, and I found a couple of, of pops that are actually worth upwards of fourteen and eighteen hundred dollars a piece. That's nuts for a toy. And, and it's just because they only make like for special occasions, like Comic Con or E3 or the Tokyo Game Show toy host, whatever. They only make like 500, and they take them there, and they sell every single one of them. And then the guy who was there and spent $30 on buying five pops keeps one and sells the other ones online for hundreds of dollars, and then uses the money he makes to go buy more. So it's it's a vicious cycle of buying, selling, and repeating. Um, I had, when I worked for GameStop, I had a woman who, I'm ashamed to admit, I never learned her name for two years until I eventually learned her name. Her name is Sarah. So Sarah, if you are listening, I am sorry that it took me that long to learn your name. But I just referred to her as the pop lady because if there was an interesting or unique pop that we thought that she was going to like, she was the first person I called because she would come, she would drive the 35 to 45 minutes just to come to our store to pre-order this pop to guarantee that she got her hands on it and let there be a chase version of the pop which is a whole nother topic all on its own she had dibs 
Yeah, the good old Chase Pops. Those can get uh, pretty pricey. Um, I'm looking here. Um, it looks like Funko has created 13,642 different products in a dozen of different toy lines since its inception. That's nuts. That uh, is nuts. Funko also doesn't even make just Pops anymore. They also make breakfast cereals, keychains, lanyards. Like They're, they're expanding. They've, yeah, I'm looking at now. They've expanded into a lot of different things. And then with their Funkos, they have, you know, they have Flocked, which is basically furry pops. They actually feel like they have hair on them. And then there's the versions that glow in the dark, like my Spider-Man um, in his Venom costume actually glows in the dark. It's so nuts. So I'm looking at this, I'm thinking... All right, so when we grew up, we're in our 30s. When we were growing up, we had Furbies and we had Beanie Babies, and they lasted a few years and then they were gone. But, you know, looking at Funko, you know, I asked you the question earlier, like, is this the next Beanie Baby? I don't actually think so. Funko, I think, it's been around for a while now, and I just, I don't see them going anywhere. I don't, like, in that regard, I agree. No, I don't think they're going anywhere. Like, they're... When we were talking about Beanie Babies, I was mostly focusing on the fact that A, they're going to be worth money. B, they're going to be worth a lot of money down the road. <laughs> so if you have a son or a daughter or even, you know, a spouse, do you want to get them something that could appreciate value? Get them a pop because there's no telling what could happen and how much that pop could be worth down the line. And that could be something that, you know, like you're showing people your house, you know, like this is, this is my awards. This is my $1,200 Funko Pop. Please don't touch. You know, there's, there's so much room for this. Man, it is something else. Um, all right. So honestly, the, the biggest thing for Funko is the time period it was developed in with the internet. The internet is what makes pops doable the processing and the distribution the distribution of knowledge i'm thinking another thing back on on the, on the beanie baby thing it's i'm here's what i think it is and i'm so sad on this beanie babies really it was like animals yeah they wrote themselves into a corner they can only ever be animals real yeah and with funko though i think that's why they're so big that's why they'll be around forever because you can just whatever's popular there's a funko pop for it and you can just keep going and keep going until 30 years from now our landfills landfills are full of plastic pops <laughs> yeah. like working uh, working for gamestop I, i've literally had days where i've come in there's a Call of Duty pop sitting right next to a Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas pop. And these are both real things that share a place of origin. They they were both made in a factory and shipped out. And it's completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, man. Have you seen like have you seen people's pops collections yes oh uh sarah again not to throw you out on blast i think the last time i talked with her she had a, upwards of four or five hundred pops now if she still has it i don't know if i got that number wrong please please let me know that's insane um there was another gentleman who he collected pops as his escape 
um, I don't feel like saying his name because you know it's it's personal, it's his business. But um, he was he was in a wheelchair and collecting pops made him feel like part of a community. So whenever he would come to the store and you know buy his pops, he would find you know he would try and complete sets, but he would also find pops that he's like, so how long has this been here? And I'd be like two or three months, and he's like, I'll take it. You know, and the photos of his pop room, not his, you know, not shelf entertainment, not his pop room, which had multiple shelves, three pops deep stacked inside. And it's just, I was like, wow, you, sir, have a collection. And he's like, ah, not yet. <laughs> oh, man. All right, y'all. Well, that is Funko Pops. So. If you want to know more about Funko Pops, because for some reason you're living under a rock, you don't know jack crap about what we're talking about, uh, don't worry. Uh, there is a documentary called Making Fun. It was a Netflix documentary that actually tells the entire story of Funko. So definitely go check that out. And uh, yeah, that's going to be today's episode. So uh, like I said, welcome to the world of random. We will be <laughs> discussing those random topics going forward. Uh, so yeah, uh, y'all, uh, check Have back fun. with us next time. I'll be here from you. Deuces.